uh, different this morning to kick off uh, this whole idea of Jesus' resurrection. I want to tell you um, three different items, and then I want you to think about them and talk about them at your table, all right? So hopefully you know the people at your table. If you're not sitting at the table, you can just do the people that are right next to you, and that's totally fine. But I have, um, well, I have two items. The third item was a chocolate bunny. But you know what happened to that? It got eaten. I'm not going to say who ate it. I'm just going to say it got eaten, okay? But I want you to think about three items. The first one is a chocolate bunny. The second one is a water bottle. And the third one is a plant, all right? So keep in mind those three. Now, I know that we have little kids at the table and joining us today. They get to participate in this just like everyone else. I want you to think about those three objects. And I want you to think, what does each of those items have to do with Jesus and his resurrection from the dead? And I'll give you a hint, there is no right answer, okay? So what do each of those items have to do with Jesus and his resurrection from the dead? Can you recognize Jesus in those items? A chocolate bunny, a plant, a water bottle. Discuss at your table. If you have youngers, include them. more seconds 30 more seconds <laughs> all right we'll go ahead and bring it back whole group did anybody have a really good one for the water bottle you just want to baptism you talked about baptism okay anybody else have a good one for there's no right answer good one for the water bottle Living water, yeah? Jesus washed his disciples' feet. That's great. All three of those. Excellent answers. All right, the plant. Anybody got a good one for the plant? New life. Good. That's my daughter. Uh, anything else? Plant. True vine. Great. The body of Christ. It's many parts all together, one unit. Good. Okay, now the chocolate bunny. Did we have a good one? Okay, okay, so tweet. What about this one? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Rafa. Yes, they have the, the 
tomb, the color of the tomb and the darkness of it. I love it. I love it. Wow, lots of thoughts about chocolate bunny. Uh, Claire. Oh, the big chocolate bunnies are hollow like the empty tomb. I love that one. Brian. The bunny got killed. Yeah, yeah, because I ate it. Somebody ate it. Somebody ate it. Uh, yeah. The Energizer Bunny. The Holy Spirit keeps us going and going and going. Love it. Love it. God gives us our heart's desire, and that's why it was consumed. Good. That is not, no. It was not wrong to eat. <laughs> that was hypothetical. Let's say if it was wrong to eat the chocolate bunny. Jesus is sweeter than a honeycomb. Excellent. These are all beautiful answers. You guys did that so well. Give yourself a round of applause. Okay, good. When I was younger, I had a Sunday school teacher. And my Sunday school teacher would always say to us that she had a prayer for every single one of us in our Sunday school class. She prayed and longed for all of us in that class to be able to see any object, anything in life and be able to immediately be able to pick up i know how jesus is represented in that i can see jesus's resurrection in that and so when i was younger i used to play this game all the time where i would like randomly think of objects right have any of you seen winnie the pooh and he drives in the car and he goes tree fire hydrant fence right like do you guys know this when he does this right this is a fun game Winnie the Pooh plays right I would play a very similar game but I would see something and I would immediately be like where's Jesus where's Jesus where's Jesus in that object where's the resurrection in that object and I would challenge myself bathtub drain soap dispenser metal spoon and it was a really really silly game that I would play and it wasn't until years later that um the reason why she felt like this was so important and why she longed for us to have this ability to be able to see Jesus in all the spaces that we inhabited. It wasn't until later that I realized how important this game was in the life of a believer, right? The reason we are here today on this Sunday is to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. That 2,000 years ago, in front of a crowd of witnesses, Jesus died his disciples heard his last words they saw him take his final breath gee they witnessed soldiers piercing his side and saw water and blood pouring from his side they saw him buried and they mourned for three days and then all of a sudden three days later the risen jesus stood before them a person who was dead and buried was now alive and walking around that death the thing that the entire world had once said was inevitable and undoable was now reversible that the promise of life that jesus gave the promise of life that jesus gave all of us it could not be stolen not even by death itself and he had promised, what he promised in his resurrection made it possible for all of us to experience. It became true. We knew for certain that what he said he could do, he actually could do. That who he said he was, he actually was. And since he walked out of that grave, it means that all of us can walk out of 
all of our grace. The crazy part about this whole thing is that at first when Jesus came back from the dead, when he was first resurrected and Jesus stood before people, the people that knew him the best in his life didn't actually recognize him. He appeared to a grieving woman at the tomb who had known him well, but she thought that he was the gardener. The two friends, he walked aside on the road to Emmaus, and they thought Jesus was a stranger. He showed up behind locked doors, and they thought that he was a ghost. He showed up on the shoreline and repeated a phrase that he had heard them say before, but it didn't sound familiar until later because they couldn't recognize him. It wasn't that Jesus was hiding from any of them. In fact, the biblical account says that Jesus appeared to well over 500 people after his resurrection over a period of 40 days. But even with all of those appearances, people struggled to identify him. In each of the accounts, there's sort of this moment where Jesus appears and everyone's kind of confused. And then this light bulb goes off. And people are like, oh, wait, I know who that is. I know who that is. One of my favorite accounts from this is found in the Gospel of John at the very end, in chapter 21. That even after Jesus had shown up to his disciples a few times, Jesus comes, like they know that he is alive. They know that he's back, but the disciples decide they want to go fishing. And so they spend all night in a boat, and they caught nothing. And then John tells us this in chapter 21, verse 4. He says, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize that it was Jesus. Jesus called out to them, friends, have you caught any fish? No, they answered. Jesus said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. This is something Jesus has told them to do before, but they still don't get it. They still don't recognize him. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large amount of fish. Then the disciples whom Jesus said, uh, whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. There's this light bulb that goes on. It's him. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say this, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he, it had fallen off and he jumped into the water. And Peter then swims to shore. He is overcome by this excitement that he has actually seen Jesus. There's this light bulb moments where the followers of Jesus finally recognize that it's him. And all of a sudden, they're like jumping out of boats. They're doing all sorts of crazy things. These light bulb moments when they realize that the net was filled with fish. And other times, they recognize him because of his words or his wounds or that he breaks bread with them. And they begin to recognize that Jesus keeps showing up in all of these different places, in all of these different situations. He's everywhere. And as the story of the early church continues, we get these accounts of the followers beginning to see and recognize the resurrected Lord in an unnamed idol. They recognize the Lord in the household of a centurion named Cornelius. They recognize the Lord when they're walking along the road with an Ethiopian eunuch. They recognize him in their meals, in their communities, in their cities, in their shipwrecks, in their snake bites, and even in their physical 
deaths. They begin to see the resurrected Lord everywhere. And as we read these stories, we know that it's Jesus popping up. Like we have the ability to be like, oh yeah, that's Jesus. I got this. I know. I know. We recognize him in those stories, even if they don't. We can recognize the resurrected Lord as traveling along their roads, sitting at their tables, talking to them across their fires. The problem is that we don't always recognize the resurrected Lord when he's traveling along our roads, sitting at our tables, sitting across from us around our fires. We struggle to see Jesus at the graveside, behind locked doors, when we are hungry, when we face another day of emptiness at sea. And it's as though we are willing to gather today to celebrate him as the resurrected Lord of the biblical narrative. But my question for you is, are you ready and willing to celebrate him as the resurrected Lord of your story? Can you recognize that he is not just the resurrected Lord in this room, but the resurrected Lord out there? Can you recognize that he is not just the resurrected Lord of the Bible, but also of your heart and your life? Jesus' resurrection is not just for those who were in the past. Jesus' resurrection is not just after our death. Jesus' resurrection is as present and at work in my and your life as it was for those disciples. Right, Right before Jesus goes up to heaven, Matthew, one of his disciples, records this thing that Jesus says just as he's going to go up. And what Matthew says Jesus said, he says this, And surely I am with you always, even into the end of the age. Right? His resurrection power hasn't run out. Not even after 2,000 years. It is still as strong and all around us as it was back then. It wasn't just for Jesus. It wasn't just for them. It isn't just after death. It's Jesus is for right now. And we can see him in our everyday spaces, how he is bringing resurrection. This is what we're told in the scriptures, right? First Peter says this. I'm going to read them real fast. According to his great mercy, he has called us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then in Romans 6, it says, Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so that we too might walk in a newness of life. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. In Romans 8, it says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Uh, Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. In Romans it says, who is to condemn? Jesus Christ is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who is indeed interceding for us? And in John... John says, Jesus turned to the people and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live 
even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Jesus wasn't hiding from them, and he's not hiding from us. The question is, can you recognize Jesus and his resurrection all around you? Can you look at your life and sort of say, here's Jesus. Here's how he's working. Here's the resurrection right now. I see Jesus is alive in my life. Now, here's what I want to do, okay? My question is, are you able to recognize Jesus on the roads that you're traveling down? Are you able to see him at the table that you're sitting at right now? Are you able to see him in the lives of the people that you interact with daily? Do you see him and his resurrection when you're behind locked doors? Can you see him in the wounds that are around you? So what I want you to do is I want you to actually take a stab at answering this question with the people that are at the table, right? You did a really good job with the plant and the water bottle and the chocolate bunny. But here's what I want you to do next at your table. I want you to share answers to one of these questions. Where do you see Jesus's resurrection power at work? In your life? In the life of someone else at the table? Or in the life of someone that you live or work with? Now, you don't have to answer all three of these, right? You can choose. Like, maybe you want to share. God, I have a really good example of where I see Jesus' resurrection power at work right now in my life. Or I have a really good example of how I see it somebody that I work or I live with. Or I don't know how he's playing out, but I see you across the table, and I know you, and I see what's happening in your life. All right? So what I want you to do is turn to the people at your table, and I want you to just share. Here, here's one way that I see this Jesus' resurrection power in your life. All right, you got it? All right, go.
poll group. I know that not everyone got a chance to share, but I have some kids that are watching the time telling me, listen, 11.45, you said color run, come on. So uh, here's the deal. In the book of Matthew, when it has the accounts of Jesus' resurrection, in chapter 28, it starts this way. It says that after the Sabbath at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were afraid of him and they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He's not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said, and they came to him and they clasped his feet and they worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers, go to Galilee and they will see me there. Here's the deal. The women in this, in this story, in this account, they hurry away from the tomb and they go and they tell the other disciples that they have seen Jesus, that they recognized him in the place where they were. And in sharing, just like you just did, just like you just did where you said, hey, this is where I recognize and I see Jesus' resurrection power in my life, in somebody at the table, in somebody that I work or live with, by sharing those stories, you essentially did the exact same thing that these women did in the story. You saw the Lord and then you told somebody, I have seen the resurrected Lord. I have seen the power of the resurrected Lord at work in my life, at work in the spaces around me. I have seen the risen Lord. And it's as though um, I have seen the risen Lord, and I think that that's incredible, that the, that the thing that we are invited as followers of Jesus to participate in is not only experiencing the resurrection of Jesus, but also doing just like those first women did to then go and tell, listen, this is not a 2,000-year-ago thing. This is a here and now thing. This is right now. It is in our presence. Now, each time the disciples finally recognize the resurrected Jesus, uh, we, I imagine that for them it was a light bulb, right? But imagine what it was like for Jesus to be recognized to be seen that the people that you loved so much that you gave your life for don't recognize you and then a fog goes away and they can see you imagine the joy that bubbled over in christ's heart as he had those he loved so much those he gave his life for recognize him. And what's happened this morning for all of us in this room who were able to say, yeah, I have seen the risen Lord in my life. I have seen it in the lives of those around me. What has happened is you've recognized Jesus 
And Jesus has been overwhelmed with joy because you saw him as well. Because you recognize that he did. He gave his life and he has power and is moving in the spaces all around you. Now, I know that some of us in this room, this is not the first time that you've heard this message. You're like, no, 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 I, I thank you. This is great, and this has renewed my understanding of what Easter is. And some of you are like, this is the first time that I've ever really heard, and I've ever really known. And, and here's the thing. This is an opportunity for us to walk out of this place and walk in the resurrection power of Jesus, that he is not just for those people long ago, but he longs to speak into our relationships, into our marriages, into our addiction, into our suffering, into our pain. He longs to bring life in all of those places. And so if that is something that you are longing for, I'm going to give us a chance to sort of pray and ask God to come into those spaces, to bring the power of his resurrection into our lives and into our relationships, into the places that we live work, and play. Will you pray with me? Father God, I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your life and your death. But most of all, Lord, I am thankful for your resurrection, that you didn't just die and say that's the end, but instead you started to count to three. And in that third day, you rose to bring life to your own body, but to all of us. And so, Father God, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you. We celebrate you. Father, would you give us eyes to see the ways that you are working in us, the ways that you are working through us, and would you give us eyes to see and recognize you in all of the different places, And then give us this ability by your Holy Spirit to proclaim that truth, to tell the story of how you are bringing life. Father, we long for you. And Lord, there are spaces we still need to experience your resurrection power. And so, Father God, would you meet us in those spaces? Would you meet us in those relationships? Would you speak to us? Give us guidance about how it is that we are supposed to love one another well in those spaces. Father, we worship you today. We pray all these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.